everyone. Welcome back to another episode of A Dancer's Mindset. Um, before we begin, you know what I'm going to say. Click that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And please leave a rate and review. You know, it can be one sentence. It can be one word. Um, but I really appreciate it. And it takes two seconds. Literally two seconds. Go on. Leave a rating review. Go on. <laughs> um, for those that have done, thank you so much. Um, I really, really um, appreciate it. And I'm so glad you're all enjoying the podcast. I know I say it every week, but like, honestly, I'm really enjoying that you're enjoying it. I actually get so much. That is literally what I thrive on is other people um, being happy from something I've done. Um, yeah, that's why I, I sort of feel like my destiny is to be a bit of a, a bit of a healer to people um, and things like that. I've been told um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit of a healer, um, which is obviously nice to hear. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's nice. Um, if that's the case, uh, I'd love to have that vibe about me. Um, but anyway, today we're going to be talking about um, deliberate practice and I literally read about this in a book um, it's called Peak I think I will link it below on Amazon and it's a really amazing book for athletes and dancers because you know we are athletes and it's very relatable um, you can easily translate it to ballet and um, before I tell you exactly what deliberate practice is, um, once again, I realized that within my training at Vaganova, this is literally what I was doing. I was, I was very um, focused and in my practice, um, it was very intentional every night that I practiced. I practiced every night. Um, and... I only think, you know, sometimes when I'm talking about all these things that are really important to do, and it, as it turns out, I did them all by accident, like, you know, it was just in my brain what I thought I needed to do, um, you know, I really don't think I would have established all that had I not been, you know, alone a lot of the time, um, Obviously, it's important to be social, but make sure you do get that alone time because you really figure a lot out, whether it's mental, physical, like when you're alone. So make sure that's happening. Right, let's get to deliberate practice. So deliberate practice defined as being effortful in nature with the main goal of personal improvement of performance rather than enjoyment and is often performed without immediate reward. Okay, if you need to hear that sentence again, you can rewind. Practicing deliberately when you're in the studio alone at night, which I hope you are. Like I've said before, if you're not practicing on your own and putting in that time, be it in the studio or in your dorm room, you're going to you're not going to understand your body as fast as you could. You're not going to progress as much as you can and reach your fullest potential. Now, there is a difference between practicing aimlessly and practicing deliberately. 
aimless practice is where you're in the studio alone and you just do a few pirouettes here and there or practicing a few fouettes without much thought behind it. Deliberate practice is referred to targeted and task-centered training. Okay, targeted and task-centered training. What makes someone highly skilled is the amount of time they have spent behind closed doors. When you see a dancer on stage, they will rarely trial out a new move or trick, such as a trial chucking in triple fuetes for the first time. That would be a little bit reckless, especially if it goes wrong, as the audience and your colleagues are expecting something of you. It would be like if a surgeon tried a new way of approaching an operation for the first time on you, and that would be crazy. (laughs) No thanks. Now, if they, one, went away and thought, right, I want to do, I want to improve my fuetes, I want to nail those triples, you know, Two, they would do it behind closed doors while continually delivering the double fuetes in class. Then one day, out of nowhere, a triple fuete shows up. Wow, she's so amazing. God, it's so easy for her. Well, actually, she's been trialing that triple fuete for two weeks now. Deliberately, deliberately practicing it. Day in, day out. Another strategy I would do is always make sure I can deliver the new movement tired, fatigued, meaning I'm not super fresh because the likelihood of being fresh when I need to deliver that movement is super low. Um, So I would deliberately do something else right before that new movement um, with my legs tired. Then I would try, let's say, you know, the triple fuetes. If I can do it then, I knew it was safe and strong enough to trial in the class exam performance. I had deliberately practiced and honed in my skill. Eventually, you get to a certain skill set where you've practiced so much, you know your body so well, you can almost refer to your brain like a library of practice hours. Take out the drawer under coders I have practiced and do something new within a pressured environment because you have a log of deliberate practice hours. Honestly, it's amazing. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, it's not always immediate results. It takes hours and weeks to hone some skills. But when you do all, when you do all it takes, it's just enough practice to sustain it. You know, so once you've put in all those hours, then after that, it's just enough practice to sustain those skills. You know, do you practice like this? Practice smart. If you can do a tricky diagonal of turns fresh in the studio on your own, did you push yourself and do the variation three times in a row, tired and still be able to finish that tricky diagonal? If yes, then the likelihood of you delivering in front of your teachers and peers and 2,000 people just went up a big amount. 
This is literally the process I did when I was learning this tricky diagonal in my Vaganova exams, which I think is on YouTube actually. Um, you can follow me on YouTube at Ballo Isabella. There's a couple of Vaganova walkthroughs. Um, the turn I did was from the corner, and it was pique, coupe tombe, double lame duck, finish facing front, fouette, another fouette without a plie. So I'm doing two fouettes, one fouette, then stay up, do another fouette, and then do the whole process again. Pique and a double lame duck and fouette, stay up and fouette. <laughs> very tricky now so you really understand how one should practice and and deliberately practice like strategically practice here was the process summed up to that to that point in time when i delivered it in my exam number one tried in class couldn't do it accepted the challenge number two went to the studio every night to practice this movement. Number three, would try in class after an hour and 45 minutes of dancing already, couldn't deliver. Number four, practice more alone, found the muscles and imagery to use to execute the movement well. Number five, would then practice two different diagonals before the tricky diagonal to test my brain and body, could do it. Number six, would practice something else for 30 minutes and then finish my practice session with the diagonal. I could do it. Number seven, would do in class having perfected my imagery, coordination, focus and muscle memory, delivered in class. Number eight, continued this process of practice and delivering in class. Number nine, de delivered an exam and excelled further by doing an extra turn because of my mental confidence. I was mentally confident because I was physically prepared. You see, it's like a science and so much thought and effort goes behind a successful dancer. Deliberately practice. Are you practicing with this kind of intention and attention to the outcome you want or are you aimlessly practicing hoping for the best? Understand your body understand your mind, allow them to work together, be a confident, clever dancer. It's not always going to be comfortable. It's not always going to be plain sailing. It's going to be a little bit frustrating sometimes, but keep going and you will reap the results. Thank you so much guys for listening to this podcast. That was actually um, one I was really excited about doing for you all. Um, because as you know, I'm a massive fan of practicing and um, deliberately practicing and, and deliberate practice is something that I think could be your secret ingredient. Um, you know, it's an amazing thing and it's honestly like um, a little gift to you if you didn't know about this before. I'm going to link that book down below and hopefully you can purchase it and educate yourselves as well. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review. Um, I love you all. I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm grateful for you listening to the podcast. And thank you so much. Keep going.